older I get, you go somewhere else, and the fear is always, what will I have to fix? Uh, I do want to say publicly that I thank God that we have been trained, as far as Bible students, that I didn't fear, I didn't, I didn't fear have to get up here and fix anything. Uh, first and foremost, that we have a pastor who guards this pulpit with a very high level of security. If one of us were to say something heretical or that was not biblically accurate, he, he would get us. And I, I would hope that our church would say something. Amen? Uh, the, the sad fact is that a lot of Christianity don't know their Bible well enough to be able to call a man down if he's wrong. And one thing that we have to remember, and I, I remind myself of this all the time, there's a ditch on both sides of the road. I don't have to go off in left field. I can get too far in right field and I can still hit a ditch. Amen? And so we just have to be careful. Brother Max Alderman said that uh, heresy is born in a land of extremes. And so if we're not careful, we can go too far with extremism. Um, so for my 15 minutes, I just want to preach on the subject of that I may know him. Uh, Brother, Moore, Brother Moore made a statement about this verse. And uh, I've, been, I've been dwelling on it since last week when he did. Philippians chapter number 3, just give you a rundown quickly. The Apostle Paul is fixing to tell the church at Philippi that if, if there was anybody who had anything to brag about, he's giving them the ideal that we in and of ourselves don't have anything to brag about. And he said, but if there was anyone who had anything to gloat over or brag about, it would have been Paul. And he gives a rundown of his history. Beginning in, in verse number 5, he said, Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Thank you, you can be seated. And so what we find here in this short passage, there's two major truths that we can draw just immediately. The first being that Paul had a desire to be found in him. And then the second was that Paul may know him. Now if you think about that <coughs> being found in him, that is Paul's not saying, he, he said, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, that is to be and to remain lost, religious but unrighteous. However, it is having that righteousness, which is of God by faith, to be and remain saved, that is having that imputed righteousness of Christ. Jim Elliott made this statement, he is no fool to give what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. And so this is what Paul experienced. He lost his religion and his reputation, but he gained the Lord Jesus Christ in salvation. Then he goes on to say that I may know him. 
And so that's where we want to dwell for a little while tonight. Uh, that, that statement that he makes in verse number 10, that I may know him. That word may could very well imply may or may not. That means that as some may know him, it implies that some may not know him. And Paul's not dealing here with the subject of salvation, but rather with that of a personal knowledge, a, a, I would say a, a sanctified knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, I, I know this from personal experience. One of the, the greatest fears in, of, a, of a preacher or a pastor is that people are so busy learning about Christ without getting to know Christ. As well as learning about Christ, getting to know Christ is an absolutely lifelong work. Salvation is so much more than just a, a position of eternal life in our Savior, but rather it's a relationship that is a daily relationship, and it's an eternal relationship with our Savior. And the Bible gives us an analogy about what a proper marriage should be in association with Christ and the church in Ephesians chapter number 5. And several years ago I thought about this, and I, and I just, I sat down, a lot of times in a marriage, a, a husband and a wife will write their own vows. And so I just kind of got to thinking about this. And so I wrote out what I thought would be the, mouth, the vows for the marriage supper of the Lamb. The, 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 the bride of Christ and the bridegroom, the Christ, how would our vows be? And I just kind of think they'd go something like this. Jesus would say, I, Lord Jesus Christ, Take thee whosoever will to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness as in health, to love and to cherish, even in death we shall not part. And so we understand that the Lord takes us both in good times and bad times, not for as long as we do right or as long as we live, but rather for all of eternity. We as the bride of Christ would have some vows that say something like this, I, whosoever will, take thee, Lord Jesus Christ, to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness as in health, to love, cherish, and obey. Well, that's something you don't hear a whole lot in wedding vows anymore. God help us to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Even in death we shall not part. And so we as the whosoever will are to remain faithful in good times and in bad times. To love, cherish, and obey for as long as we live. Good marriages are built on a solid foundation of both good and bad times. If there is any one thing I can say that I have learned in 15 years of Christianity is that God will see you through anything whether you think He can or not. Because God is not limited in His capabilities. It is that we limit what we think God would do for us. I have no question that God will bless you. My question is, will God take care of me? Amen. And so when you learn that personal knowledge that Paul's speaking of here, that I may know Him, then we lose that, well, I know God would bless you, but I wonder if we lose that but. It's if I know He's going to bless you, I also know He'll take care of me because we have a personal knowledge of it. So how do we get to know Christ? Quickly, three things that are found in verse number 10. The first is through the power of His resurrection. 
That is, we need to know God in our salvation. Uh, Peter said this in 2 Peter 1 and 1, Simon, Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is, Peter is recognizing here that he had a salvation that was settled. He said that he obtained it. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1 and 12, For that which call, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Then there's a salvation that is like. It's all the same. Salvation for me is no different than it is for you. It's that same common salvation that Jude spoke of in Jude chapter 1 verse number 3 when he said he wrote, he wanted to write and to encourage them, but he said that he had to write that they would, they, they would stand up for, that they would defend, that they would keep going for that common salvation. He, he wanted to write to them about that common salvation. But he said it was more needful for him to write that they would uh, to, to uh, fight for the faith. My mind just went blank there. I apologize. To contend. I'm sorry. That's the word I was looking for. To earnestly contend for the faith. Then, uh, Peter is, is dealing with the fact that he has a salvation that's precious. And I, I will say this, that my salvation is more precious to me now than it ever has. I, I'm... I, I realize now more the older I get spiritually that God does not favor me than he, more than He favors anyone else. And, that, and, and I know that we don't, I, I think y'all all know me well enough to know that I despise songbook theology. I like to sing a good gospel song, but I like that song to be Bible-based, amen? I don't want to just sing a song because it's got a good tempo and a good rhythm and a good beat, Amen? And, and But the songwriter did get it right when he penned the words to He loves me like I was his only child. He never favors me more than the rest. He never puts me behind anyone else. He's always able to hear my prayer regardless of where I am, regardless of what's going on in my life. He is able. And beyond Him being able, He is willing to hear from me. Salvation is unmerited. We understand that we did not deserve it. But God, in His infinite mercy, went to Calvary in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ, the second part of the Godhead. And it was, uh, it, it was that way before the foundation of the world. I'm thankful that Calvary was not an afterthought of God. That when Adam fell in the garden that he didn't, he didn't turn to the Holy Ghost and to Jesus and say, uh-oh, I messed up. We've got to figure something out. We need a plan B. But before Eve and was, us and, and before Eden was, before Adam was, before Eve was, that Jesus was already headed to Calvary. And so that I may know Him, that is, that is in that, that we need to know God in our salvation. Secondly, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. We need to know God in our suffering. Now, one thing that Christianity does not like is we don't like to suffer. We like to be successful and we like to succeed and we like to be, we always like to be the guy on top. Somebody say amen right there. Nobody likes to lose. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say, well, man, I hope we lose today. 
No, I want to win and I want to be successful and I want to go as far as I can. And, and in spite of what I want, there is still the fact that inside of Christianity, there is suffering. Paul said in Philippians 4 verses 12 and 13, he said, I know both how to be abased and how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then there's that verse that everybody takes out of its context where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So in its right context, I can do all things in Christ who strengtheneth me refers to the verse prior to it when he said that he knew how to be hungry and also how to be full. How to abase and also how to abound. How to be in need and to also have no need all at the same time. He was able to do that because Christ strengthened him. Jeremiah said in the 32nd chapter in the 17th verse of his prophecy, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Our mind says that I can't do two things at once, but there is nothing too hard for God. And if we will rest upon what God is capable of, there's nothing that we're incapable of doing. God's power in suffering is the fact that we can be full and also be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. God's promise in suffering is the fact that we can do all things through Christ. Paul said in, in, in verses 7 through 10 of chapter number 3, but, all, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being made conformable unto His death. So thirdly, how do we know Him that is being made conformable unto His death? We need to know God in His security. I am thankful that uh, when I face death, that's not the end of this thing for me. Amen. I told our Sunday school classes this morning, one of the things that I struggle with in our, our current economy is that fallacy of you only live once. That is a heretical statement. You can live twice. Amen. Or you can die twice. Amen. And so I live one uh, physical life but I can also live one eternal life. Or I can die one physical death and then suffer one eternal death. That choice is left up to you and I. But I'm thankful that in Christ I have security. And because and the reason why we have security is because of His deliverance. Paul made this statement and, and just kind of uh, testified of, of God's past deliverance in 2 Timothy 1.9 when he said, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, 
but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus, when? Before the world began. Long before the world ever was, Jesus was, and Jesus was headed to Calvary. And then there's the present deliverance that we have we have the, the promise of uh, the psalmist said this in Psalm 34 and verse 19 many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivereth him out of them all amen I cannot tell you the times where I faced something and God has just absolutely delivered me from what was going on hey can I tell you that the greatest thing that God ever delivered me from was myself amen I thank God that I rest not in what Philip can do, but I rest in what Jesus has done. Amen? It's not a matter of what I can pay or how I can pray or how I can present. No matter what I look like, what I sound like, no matter who I talk to or who I associate with, my rest and my eternal rest is based off of what Jesus did at Calvary. And that is a present redemption. And it's a deliverance. That is not just good enough for the past and the present, but also for the future. His, his future deliverance is this, that it is perfect. You see, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and 18, The Lord shall deliver me from the evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. To know him, that I may know him. I think the worst trouble I ever got into, I was preaching out at Derby Place, and, and I made the statement that husbands should know their wives so well that we know everything about our wives. We ought to know their favorite color, their favorite flower, their favorite drink, their favorite food, their favorite restaurant, all of our wives' favorites. We should know, and husbands, you should know that. But just as much as we should know our wives, I think it's imperative that Jesus know his wives. And because God is all-knowing, Jesus knows our favorites. But that, that shoe fits the other foot, too. Our wives should know our favorites, husbands. They should know what we, where we like to eat, our favorite drink. I, my wife knows my favorite drink. Coffee, Sprite, and Red Bull. <laughs> Amen. I, she knows my favorite food. She knows my favorite shows. She knows, she knows my favorite clothes. Amen. And if our, we expect our wives to know our favorite stuff, we ought to know our Lord's favorite stuff. We should know as much as we can about Him because there's no person in this world that should be more important to us than Him. I love my wife, and I'd do anything in this world for her. That's my bride, and I would do anything for her. And some of you may not like this. My kids don't always like this, but I'm going to be honest with you. I love my wife more than my kids, but I love Jesus more than I love my wife. And that's right. That's biblical. That's right. I don't always show it. And I want to show it and prove it more. And the way that I'll do that is if I know him more. 